Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good, too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut-scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, I'm smiling from ear to ear because I'm super excited for this conversation I'm about to have with Dr. Aditi Narukar and Eve Rodsky. Now I have them on because y'all are hosting a new podcast together that is called Time Out, a Fair Play podcast. And I love that the focus of this podcast is about, I mean, from what I have gathered and podcasts evolve over time, but you're, you really want to drive home the fact that time is so important and your time is valuable. So for the first thing I want to get into before we get into things like creativity and connecting with others and having fun and gratitude is that time truly is currency and it is the most valuable thing we have. So I would love for each of you to just speak to why that is so important to you. Well, I will say that we've been taught, Amy, to give our most valuable currency away for free since we've been born. Uh, and I don't think I really realized that until my husband, Seth, sent me a text 10 years ago that said, I'm surprised you didn't get blueberries. And that text uh, is what started me on this journey, especially to get to Aditi and to have this podcast. But really, it started with an understanding that my time was being eaten away by service to others. And so I felt 10 years ago when I had two kids, you can picture the scene. I had a breast pump and a diaper bag on the passenger seat of my car. I had gifts for a newborn baby to return in the backseat of my car. I just had my second son and a toddler. I had a client contract in my lap because I had opted out of the traditional workforce. Now I say we're forced out. And in the midst of all this overwhelm, that's when I got the text from Seth saying, apparently I was the fulfiller of his smoothie needs as well. And it started me on a breakdown, I call it blueberries breakdown, but really an understanding that I did not have the career marriage combo I thought I was going to have. And really an understanding the intersection of why comes down to this point of what we explore, which is that why is it that we're not allowed to be unavailable? 
why is it that, especially for so many women, that availability becomes our literally our identity? Uh, and so we explore a lot this idea of the permission to be unavailable from our roles so that we can get time back for ourselves. Well, and I was going to say, even a title of one of your episodes is permission to be unavailable. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yes. I feel like so many people, women especially, are going to go click on that and be like, oh, yes, please. Okay. Teach me how to be unavailable and be okay with it. And before we talk anymore, I want to do a little tiny roll call because Eve, you just started talking right away, but just so people can be familiar with voices. But Eve, why don't you say your name with your voice and where you are zooming in from? Hi, my name is Eve Rodsky. I am zooming in from LA, even though I grew up the single mom, shout out to my mom, Terry, uh, in New York City. So I feel very much still bi-coastal, at least I was before the pandemic. And I'm the author of a book, a New York Times bestseller called Fair Play, and a new book called Find Your Unicorn Space, and also the co-host of a new podcast with Dr. Aditi called Time Out. And I'm Dr. Adina Rukar. I'm a doctor in internal medicine and integrative medicine at Harvard Medical School. My specialty and background is in stress, mental health, burnout, and resilience. And I have a background in global health. So those two very separate areas came crashing together during the pandemic for me, my interest in global health and the work that I did prior. And then now with all of my work in burnout, stress, resilience, mental health, and this podcast that even I have done together is something that is my personal unicorn space. It's a time for she and I to get together with guests to explore these ideas that are so relevant to our lives. You know, the statistics are bleak when it comes to burnout. And right now, 70% of us have at least one feature of burnout. And so what is the antidote to burnout? And that's what we explore. And we talk about science-based solutions. There's a lot of humor and camaraderie. And we've had this overwhelming outpouring of support because it has really struck a nerve. Like you said, Amy, so many people are feeling these same feelings and yet we're feeling them all alone. You know, what's so interesting these days, Amy, is back before the pandemic, burnout was there and it finally was accepted by the WHO as an official clinical syndrome. But there's been a shadow pandemic of burnout during the actual pandemic of COVID, right? And we have classical features of burnout, things like not being really interested in work or your life, as Eve would say, feeling that sense of apathy and making lots of errors and feeling low, all of those things that we feel depleted from, these are all classical features of burnout. What we're realizing more and more though is that these atypical features of burnout, primarily an inability to disconnect, is one of the main drivers of burnout right now. So you're right, Amy, it is very difficult to tease out whether you're burnt out or not, especially if you look at those classical definitions, because you would say, I'm not burnt out. I'm heavily engaged in my work and in my life, and I'm always online, and I'm on this like hyperspeed. But that could actually be burnout. So let's say someone listening right now is like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get that now, a little red flag. You know, you mentioned antidotes, which I'm sure we could go on and on for different people, what that might look like. But is there one thing you could throw out there that someone might be able to put into practice today to, you know, work through some of it? We believe that it's too late. It's too late to just say, okay, take one walk or to have a drink with a friend, Amy, not that those are not important things that should have been the baseline. We need to invest in that, but really the only true antidote to burnout is being interested in your own life. And to get there, it requires intention. It requires sometimes a revisit. It does require that beautiful gratitude that you talk about and your work. But really we believe that the idea that burnout is associated with these words and in the research, which is drowning. And then if you unpack that, at least in my interviews, when I unpacked that word, I got to two words that were really a deadly combination. And that is overwhelm and boredom. 
And so if we're so burnt out from the mundane, the overwhelm of the mundane, then we believe this idea of a unicorn space, which we define as these active pursuits that make you come alive, that are different than a one-off spin class and a drink with a friend. Really these periods, whether it's a podcast like you host, where you can be curious, connect with others and complete something, that cycle of curiosity, connection, completion becomes an umbrella because it's not going to stop raining. And so if we just think, well, we're going to be happy, or we think we're going to do it in the future, the, the science shows us that everybody thinks they're going to be less busy in six months. And so there's an urgency because we have this future bias. Well, I'll just do it when the kids are in school. I'll just do it when the kids are in camp. It'll be easier. I'll just learn to play the ukulele when I'm retired. But we really truly believe that these daily acts of creativity lead to daily flourishing, which is the opposite of Adam Grant's word of the year in 2021, which was languishing. So can y'all define languishing for us, for those that don't follow Adam Grant? You know, languishing, you can think of it as that feeling. It's just meh. And we've all felt that blah feeling. It's not quite depression or melancholy where you have an inability to function and engage in work and relationships, et cetera. But it's also not, you know, feeling normal. It's that like middle ground, muddy water. It's very sluggish. Every day kind of feels like Groundhog's Day. And we're just there. We're not thriving. We're merely surviving. And that's really that essence of languishing that we've all felt, right? We're entering year three of the pandemic. We initially at the start back in 2020, we thought, okay, this is going to be a couple of weeks, maybe a few months months, our brains as humans, we are very well designed to manage acute stress. We could have done that couple of weeks, couple of three, you know, three months of lockdown, no problem. But when we shift from that acute stress to something more chronic, and it uses a different part of our brain, we start functioning on our reserves. And now we're kind of functioning on fumes, many of us, which is why burnout is happening. That's really that essence of languishing. But there are many ways that we can concretely change that feeling of languishing, even in the midst of a pandemic, to something that is more productive, successful, and fulfilling. Yeah, you know, offline before we started recording, Aditi and I were talking about the home edit. And something even before the pandemic that Clea, who's half of the home edit would often say so much she turned it into merch and put it on a sweatshirt, but it was surviving, not thriving. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, then the pandemic hit and it's like, we're all surviving, not thriving. And then my friend Mary and I have a whole four things line and we decided to put on a sweatshirt. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) Because like, nothing was fine. (laughs) Nothing was fine because the pandemic stuff, like everyone had to carry the weight of that. But in addition to all the other life stuff that just happens, that would have happened whether or not there was a pandemic or not. So it just was like, oh, I feel like I was clawing for this, what y'all are describing to get out of it. And I'm getting there, but it takes time and patience. And I remember even looking at my therapist with tears in my eyes being like, I just want to go away. I I don't know what to do. And she said, well, that is exactly what you need to do. But I'm thankful I had people that supported me taking that time because it allowed me that space to be like, okay, yes, step away from work, kids, family, life, go somewhere for three days. Because if you don't, it's going to get really bad. Well, Amy, it's funny because I look back actually at my guilt and shame journal, which I started, uh, which I think actually can be a great companion to a gratitude journal for people who do feel that these permissions are hard. So let's talk to the people who say to us, well, I don't have time. I don't have the time to do what I have to do. How would I make time for the things I want to do? Or the people who say, well, I don't even know how to ask for what I need. Or to the people who may not know how to ask for what they need because before they can talk to others, we have to have self-talk to ourselves. That's not just honest. Other emotions can live as emotions, but guilt and shame are actually emotions that we act on. I saw it all over my research, right? So what I mean by that is it can change what you do with your time. And that's why they're so important, so powerful. So what I mean by that is last week or a couple of weeks ago, there was some free COVID tests. 
I'm getting bing, bing, bing. I'm like, what is there national freaking emergency? I looked down at six different text chains from the most political of my text chains to like old carpool ones where women on these text chains were saying, you have to order these COVID tests. You have to order these COVID tests. And so I just wrote back to all six text chains, are men ordering these COVID tests, these free COVID tests, are men ordering these? And then my friends always say, well, you got me again. And I say, no, why I'm reminding you of this is because the hour or 20 minutes you were going to just spend on whatever you were going to spend it on because of guilt or shame or some unavailability issue that you were the one in charge of the health of your family. And you would be a bad person if you didn't get these COVID tests and you want to help your family, not saying that they're bad to have but that you just spent the past 20 minutes on what you were going to do being interrupted by something that you had to do or that you felt like you had to do. And so that's why I think a guilt and shame journal is so helpful because for years now, since I spoke to a friend named Dr. Cheryl Gonzalez Ziegler, who has said to me, instead of saying, I feel guilty because cross that out, I feel guilty because I didn't put Anna to bed, cross it out and write, I made the decision not to put Anna to bed. I feel guilty because I'm going away for three days on this intensive. It's bad for my family. They're going to miss me. It's during a pandemic. What if I get sick? You cross it out and you say, I made the decision to go on this intensive because I need this for my work. I want to flourish and not languish. This is only three days in the scheme of many, many, many days that I devote to my family. And then the beauty of having those journals or post-its or whatever you want to do is when you look back, you almost laugh. And that's why I was laughing when you said the three days, because I had something where about three years ago, I said, I feel guilty because I'm going away for two days. And I look back, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I felt guilty for going away for two days, three years ago. I've been in here for my family, you know, 13 years since I had my first son slogging away for them. (laughs) But then you can look in perspective and say, okay, I can take two days away in the scheme of things, right? It gives you that that perspective. And so that's why I really like the idea of a guilt and shame exercise on top of a gratitude exercise. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now. And that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price. $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have. Uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. 
Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day, and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Well, and you're so right. We do that. Like even in just conversations with our girlfriends, my friend was talking about her little getaway with her husband last weekend. She said that she went away. She's got two little kids And she was like, honestly, we got there and it felt so amazing. She goes, I didn't even want to call home. (laughs) And she's like, I feel so, I don't know if that makes me a bad mom. Definitely not. Definitely not. Right. But it's like, she had to say right away, am I a bad mom? And it's like, uh, no, I mean, no. And I want all women to feel permission that like, I don't know. Yes, you may miss your kids. You want to call right away. But if you get a two day getaway with your husband and your parents are with the kids or whoever, and you don't want to call, like you shouldn't have to apologize for it. Literally. My mom would do that as a single mother and just leave us home for the weekend by myself. (laughs) And I was like 12 (laughs) taking care of like a disabled autistic brother. So yes. Yeah. Anything above that, I would say you're winning. You're winning as a parent. You know, we're multidimensional beings. And especially in the U.S., when you go to other places and travel different countries, you'll you see that childcare and parenting is just part of the social fabric. But here in the U.S., it's not easy to be a parent, certainly not to be a mother. Society doesn't support working mothers, especially. And so this idea of needing an escape from your life is something that is not necessarily unique to us here in the U.S., but certainly something that we really crave and deeply need because we're multidimensional beings. We're not supposed to be in service of our family 24-7. It's not humanly possible to feel that sense of deep joy, gratitude, and fulfillment when you're doing that all the time. You do need a break. Our brains need a break from that. And so really, when you go away with your husband, like your friend who went away and then felt guilty about it, you know, that time away was that respite for her. It helped her decompress, helped her take a step back, gain perspective, like Eve said, and give her a sense of gratitude of, oh, zoom, let me zoom out, look at my life. I miss these children. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? I miss these kids. I'm not saddled with responsibility for two days. I can focus on me. I can focus on my partner. I can fill up that tank. When your cup is full, only then can you fill someone else's cup. And those two days for your friend or those three days for you served that very essential purpose for us as human beings. It's what we need and crave like oxygen. But by the way, can I just make that distinction that your friend may have felt guilty before, but then she felt shame for not feeling guilty. So my point is that you can't win. So you might as well (laughs) just retire both of those emotions. Okay. So why is creativity so important? Well, back to what Aditi was saying about languishing, um, the good news is now we know that creativity is linked to daily flourishing. So 
if we want to have a life that's not languishing, that's not overwhelm and boredom, uh, as we talked about before, then creativity is a great place to start. But I think it's really important that we understand what creativity means in the context of the way Aditi and I talk about it. Creativity is an active pursuit that makes you come alive, that makes you you. It is the opposite of the meh that Aditi talked about. It's an experience in your life where you say, I can't believe I just did that. Whether it's uploading your first podcast episode, whether it's completing a, a, a Hermione crochet doll, as one woman sent us on a DM, we can't tell you what it is for you, but we can tell you how to rediscover it, which is that, again, it's not something that has to happen all the time, as we said about our unavailability. We have to be available at some points to, to our, our roles. But the idea that there can be these umbrellas, these experiences that can't be taken away from us, that involve some type of active pursuit and curiosity that we share with the world, and something that we complete, which is often mistaken for perfection. And so that trifecta of a, having a curiosity. So say, Amy, you know, you're, you're curious about a subject. You know, I was listening to you this morning, you know, reinvesting in your friendships. Then you connect, you connected with a best-selling author on who had a new book out on friendships and with ideas about what to do to reconnect with relationships. And then you completed that episode, whether you liked it or not, whether you liked what she said, you edited it and you put it out in the world. That cycle, and so we're putting words in your mouth that that's a unicorn space, but that creativity cycle of that curiosity, connection, and completion is something really powerful because it then insulates you from those languishing parts of your day. And that's what we want for women. We want them to feel that they can have these pursuits that make them come alive, that sometimes in their life, they can say, I can't believe I just did that. You know, the other thing about creativity, Amy, is that we often think of it as a, a nice to have, right? So take care of all your boxes and your to-do list and check all of those boxes. And then when you have some time to sit down, then pursue things that help you feel alive. And I think one of the things that we've learned through our journey on our podcast Time Out is that creativity isn't a nice to have. It is a necessity. It's not a luxury. And it has some real concrete brain benefits. I think a lot about brain benefits and the mind-body connection because that is my expertise. And so doing something that is a creative pursuit where you are in that state of flow that Eve mentioned, where you're not aware of time or space and you have what well, timelessness of the present moment. We had that as kids. If you think about what you did as kids, you know, Carl Jung, who's a psychologist talked about, if you want to find your joy, think about what you did as kids. Like, what did you do as a child that lit you up? For me, it was riding my bike and swimming. I could do that, you know, hours would pass and it would feel like minutes. So find those things, as Eve said, it's different for everyone, but the benefits on the brain and the body are tremendous. We also think about creativity in this context. We think of it as a nice to have rather than a necessity. But interestingly, creativity, when you translate it into like the workplace or business, it's innovation. And innovation doesn't feel like a luxury or a nice to have. It feels like a concrete thing that we all need to function and flourish in society. So creativity, the brain benefits are increased resilience, decreased stress, a way to cope and manage with your burnout, and it can have some profound effects on our mental health. Y'all also have an episode that's titled Creativity is Not Optional. So if people want to go check out that particular episode, then they can hear all about why creativity is not optional. And if you know, they have time to go do that. You have permission, giving you permission to go listen to yet another <laughs> podcast about something, but also, yeah, permission to go do something fun for yourself. I need to be better at that for sure. Like I'm trying to think of what did I enjoy as a kid? I didn't have a totally miserable childhood, but sometimes it's hard for me to even connect with what I liked back then. Like, why can't I go there right now? Well, I felt the same way. I think my, you know, same thing, my my childhood had some trauma in it. So a lot of times that comes up first, but I do think that the beauty of understanding and being able to revisit is to revisit the feeling of possibility. I think that's what we're asking. So say, may, it may not be that it's bike riding for you. It may be this podcast 
right? That's what I said. I'm going to attribute that your unicorn space, at least one of them is this podcast, right? But for other people, whatever it is, it's that connection to that possibility that, you know, especially again for women until about 21, things feel pretty fair. We are in places where we're judged based on, you know, academics. So we're not going to get an F just because we're a woman. But then after 21, when you sort of get into the real world and bias follows you and other, other things like your roles sort of take precedence, women especially can start feeling erased. I know for me, when Zach was handed to me in the hospital, my first son 13 years ago was the first time my name wasn't used, Amy. It was, you know, hi, mom, how are you feeling? That was used by the labor and delivery nurse in the hospital. Um, I was told in my preschool that the people around me were going to be the people who knew me better than anybody else ever knew me in the rest for the rest of my life. And I said, that's awesome. Except for my name tag in that preschool meeting said Zach's mom. So I thought, okay, these people are going to know me better than anybody's ever known me. They don't even know my freaking name. So I think what we're talking about when you think back is the possibility that you could do anything because it's never too late. And I think what we're talking about in the past is that connection to that possibility. Uh, This idea that what do you want to be when you grow up is not just a question for a 10-year-old. It's a question that I can ask anybody at any point in their lives. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day, and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have 
lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I wanted to read the quote. What did you do as a child that made the hours pass like minutes? Herein lies the key to your earthly pursuits, which ties in perfectly, Eve, with what you're saying and how when we're adults, you know, all of these external factors and the socialization process happens, right? We have responsibility and a job and financial responsibilities and family and all of these things. So it's hard to tap in. So it's no surprise, Amy, that you are having trouble thinking about what did you enjoy as a child? Because those were times that were really unbridled, lots of freedom and exploration. But we all have that within us, even now as grownups. And it's almost our duty to tap into that so that we can be better and serve our people that we love better. Because only when we feel that sense of wholeness, completion, fullness, can we really be so present for others. I wonder why sometimes we can't really go there. Like I'm trying to pinpoint literally as I'm sitting here with y'all, what brought me joy as a child? And it doesn't have to be something that brought you joy as a child. Maybe some people have very joyless childhoods and that's okay too. (laughs) Right. And so maybe the quest isn't to go back in time and say, hey, what brought me joy then? Maybe it'll be the same thing because we grow and evolve as people. So what really brought you joy? Maybe it was art and now it's like, doesn't do it for you, but you know, skydiving does (laughs) and you didn't do that as a child. (laughs) So I think it's just about exploring and being in that space of exploration to really have that openness to possibility, the curiosity that Eve talks about and connecting with others. Also, Eve's model for that feeling of being able to say, I did it. And, you know, because it's a terrible feeling to have curiosity and eagerness, enthusiasm, but be unable to do it or unable to finish. That doesn't really feel very good. And I love Eve's three C's because it really gets to the heart of finding out what you're, what you want to do, meeting other people who are either doing it or sharing it with those people. And then feeling like that sense of accomplishment, that sense of accomplishment is what has all of those health benefits. In addition to the initial exploration and curiosity. Eve, can you say the three C's for me? Yes. So we're looking for curiosity. When you think about curiosity, instead of necessarily just looking back, if something doesn't necessarily spark, what people were doing in my interviews where they were connecting to their, their own values, not the values that are ascribed to them, family, obligation, you know, they, they're important, but they've been given to us, but really stripping back to say, you know what, I've always really been valued connection, or I've always valued for me, it's leaning into community and justice and fairness. So values-based curiosity, not scrolling your friend's Venmo transactions, as one woman said to me. I'm curious about my friend's Venmo transactions. <laughs> so not that, values-based curiosity. That's what I want you to talk tonight to your therapist about, You know how your curiosity is informed by your values that you hold now and that you want to hold in the future. Then the next one is connection, the sharing with the world. It's why, again, it doesn't, these benefits are not happening with a one-off spin class. It's this bigger thing. It's the baking the pie and giving it to a friend. So the curiosity, the connection, and then the completion, because ironically, Amy, we thought that, you know, finding the curiosity would be the hardest thing for people, but actually a big data set said, you know, I know what I'm curious about. I know what I want to share with the world, but I'm too afraid to complete it. And again, I think it's because so many of us have been told, don't share yourself until you're excellent. And it's okay to be imperfect. (laughs) It's okay to share imperfect things. It's okay for things to go out with some typos, because sometimes if you don't let it go, 
you're not going to meet your moment. I could have worked on fair play for another five years, but I'm really glad it came out in 2019 before the pandemic, because in the book, it says we are one crisis away from women's labor force participation rates going down 30 to 40 years. And so it felt prescient, but, but it only would have been prescient if I was able to get the book out and meet the moment. Um, if I had kept on editing and editing for it to be perfect, it would still be uh, in a draft file on my computer. What are some other ways that you recommend connecting? Well, I would say one of the best things you can do is really think about how you can start asking for what you need. Because ironically, uh, as we talk about creativity, so much of what we end up talking about is communication. And so what I would say the best place to start is really to understand how you communicate. If I said to you, say, I'm going to Didi, you're my doctor, Didi. And I say to you, well, I exercised once five years ago. And so you're asking me if I'm fit. Well, yeah, because I exercised once five years ago, right? We would all laugh and think that that was absurd. But so many people say to me things like, well, I had a conversation five years ago (laughs) with my partner and they should still know what I need from that one conversation five years ago. Um, Or why do they not know what I need still? And so when we look at communication like that, you'd be like, what? That would be crazy if we looked at it like exercise. But we're here to tell you communication is one of your most important practices. And so instead of looking at it as a means to an end or a, I can't discuss something because it's too triggering. Or as one woman said to me, I don't talk about domestic life. But then she told me that she dumps wet clothes on her partner's pillow every time he forgets to put them in the dryer. We're here to tell you (laughs) you're already communicating about what you need in domestic life. It just may not be the type of communication that gets you what you need. So what I think is a great place to start is understanding that communicating what you need is not saying it's on you to change your life, which, you know, another thing I have to do. It's saying that you deserve a boundary. (laughs) a boundary between you and others. And it's going to be really hard to get there without, without words. You know, the thing is humans are meaning seeking purpose-driven creatures. So when we find that sense of meaning and purpose in our lives, that unicorn space, it can really help and propel us forward. So I've worked in lo- with lots of people as patients in lots of different countries, not just here in the U.S., but various other countries. And the central tenet to the human experience for me has been that we all just want to be seen, heard, understood, and loved. Like that is what we all deeply need, regardless of our age, our gender, our socioeconomic status, our ethnicity. These are some core values that we feel that we really deserve and need. And when we have that sense of purpose and meaning, it helps fuel a lot of those basic human needs. And it's like the human right, you know, these are like actually human rights that we all deserve. And so when you think of it in that context of these aren't just nice to have and, oh, wouldn't it be nice if one day when, if we start thinking about these things as important as I need to sleep, I need to eat, I need a roof over my head, I need to pursue a life of meaning and purpose. That's the shift that we're hoping that people make. Yeah. Can I just put y'all in my pocket? (laughs) We are in your pocket, Amy, because the Time Out podcast is available on every platform. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, the list goes on and on. You took the bait. (laughs) (laughs) Do y'all have your Instagrams if you want to say them? Because people might want to find you and follow you. Aditi, can you say yours first? My social handles are at... Dr. Aditi Narukar, and my website is draditi.com, D-R-A-D-I-T-I.com. And I'll put these in the show notes as well. So if people are curious about any spellings, it'll be easy to find. And Eve, what about you? Well, for the angrier version, you can go to my own personal Instagram, which is Eve Rodsky. The one that is really based on the permission to be unavailable is Fair Play Life. And we have a website with the same name that has many, many tools for those out there who may not be sure where to get started. And before we wrap, I'd love to hear four things y'all are thankful for. So those, you know, you could throw out a book or an Instagram follow that is encouraging to you. Okay. So Eve, give me two things that you're thankful for. 
I will say that I'm so thankful for audiobooks lately. It, it's it's literally changed my life. I don't I've been doing a lot of neglect of my children and it's been so awesome. All weekend I just had my headphones in and I was like I can't hear you people. Like I don't I don't hear you fighting, you know, if, if they needed anything, you know, Seth would have to do it. The headphones, not the AirPods, like the headphones with the long strings so everybody knows I'm listening. But I will say that <laughs> There um, are two books I read recently that were so beautiful and actually they connect to creativity and mental health. Actually, um, I didn't even realize that as you were asking me this, but it ties in nicely to what we were saying. One is a book called Between Two Kingdoms. It's by Sulika Johad. Um, and it's a beautiful book about how creativity is so necessary in constraints. And she's somebody who suffered through leukemia and it just talks about, but it's not sad. It's the most beautifully written book about a road trip she takes to thank people who sent her letters when she was in the hospital. So I would definitely recommend Between Two Kingdoms. And the other one is a book I just finished also an audiobook called Easy Crafts for the Insane. And it is another <laughs> book about during the hardest times of mental illness, how creativity can bring you back from the brink. And so both of those, I would say, I read them fast. They're beautiful on audio because the narrators are the writers. Uh, so I would say those two books I've been really thankful for recently. Do you have a second of the four things you're thankful for? Yes. I'm so thankful for moleskins. As you saw, I'm obsessed with journaling, mostly guilt and shame journaling, uh, but I use moleskins for everything. And I'll just show you one recently. I like this one. They have different designs. I, I'm not sponsored by moleskin or anything. I just like their website. But this one I really liked because I like my Wonder Woman moleskin. And I have a different <laughs> journal for every project, every curiosity that I'm interested in. So sometimes I have up to like 20 journals that just hang out on my desk. Love that. Okay, Dr. Aditi, round out the four things with two things you're thankful for. So I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. One practice that I have done throughout the pandemic is always having fresh flowers on my kitchen table. It's something that was very small. I went to the grocery store once early on and I just picked up some flowers. There was no occasion. It was a random Tuesday and I just bought some flowers and just the act of cutting those flowers, arranging them in a bouquet I always throw a penny in the water because I read somewhere that that can Ooh, help I love that. flowers stay longer. So, and using room temperature water, not warm, not cold, and then switching out the water every couple of days. But that sort of ritual for me has just brought so much meaning and literal brightness. And it now has started to bring a lot of my family members joy because everyone is really invested in like, what color flowers are we getting? I love that. Okay. And your final thing? Another thing that I think that has really helped me is movement. So getting out of my head and into my body. I, I love the Sculpt Society. So shout out to Megan Roop and the Sculpt Society. And she's a female founder and has like built this app and exercise platform from scratch. And I just have followed her on her journey. And so she's someone that I love and I'm grateful for because she's helped me stay in shape during a real time of drudgery. You mean working out five years awesome. ago doesn't keep you fit? <laughs> <laughs> Eve, your communication example with that of like, oh, I communicated five right. years ago. I'm good. I had a yoga teacher. Her name's Sarah Norris in Nashville years ago. And her favorite thing to say was, I'm all about communication, communication, leave me alone communication. <laughs> like those were her four things. Like perfection, three perfect. communications and one boundary. I love this woman. Every time I like something, I put it on a, uh, that's an, an index card. So I'm going to actually write that right in. Cause I think it's really, really funny. We'll leave uh, with those four things and they are even a DD approved communication is so important. So communication, communication also leave me alone, set a boundary. Boundaries are cool. You have permission to be unavailable, but then also continue that Communicate again. Communication. <laughs> Communicate that boundary. Thank y'all so much for taking the time today. Oh, this is so fun, Amy. You're the best. This was great. Yeah, I would love to have y'all back at some point for more conversations on this. We need to keep communicating about it, quite honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> and can I just say that I love the y'all and I... <laughs> 
I love it so much. I just don't do a good job of it. It like warms my heart so deeply. I can't even tell you. Well, I'm from Texas. I can give you a big old Texas y'all anytime. (laughs) Love it so much. Okay. So y'all check out Time Out, a fair play podcast, and then the books we discuss, Instagram. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So it's easy to find there, but thank y'all. And uh, hope y'all have a great rest of your day. And I'm going to start following. I need to see, hopefully Dr. Didi posts like her flowers (laughs) on Instagram. So I know what what color we get this week. You better start posting. Yes. Yes. Please. I really should. I haven't at all, but I'm going to, I just did the bouquet before we got on. I just got another bouquet and trimmed the old one with the old and with the new. It's a good weekly update for your people. Yeah. Okay. Bye y'all. Thank you, Amy. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great day. All summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com.